Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back, everybody. I think uh, we're just waiting for our main man, Bob Stoffer, to throw his headset on. Hey, I'm here. How you doing? Not bad. Sorry about that, yeah, but okay. uh, we ran a little bit. Uh, I went looking for Spec, and you're going to have to interview him. Uh, you're going to have to call him on the phone. Oh, okay? he's on the phone waiting. Oh, well, that's nice. I was just downstairs <laughs> waiting to get back upstairs, so there you have it. Uh, let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's a game night, the Oilers and the Arizona Coyotes. We will tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Crest Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town, every meal is an occasion Tuesday through Sunday at Roos Crest Steakhouse from 5 until 10 p.m. Tell them Oilers now sent you as we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. Spec, how you doing? Good. Sorry, I threw you for a curve there, Bobby. Well, thanks for giving me the heads up. That's kind of how our relationship goes, though. <laughs> like, we'll never fake it. It's not like we're best buds or something, and, you know, you've invited me over to the condo for a drink or anything. I mean, I, you know, it, it just doesn't happen. It's just how it goes. No, I don't want you to know where I live, Bob. <sighs> you, just remember, you've never been to my house either, so... <laughs> And you never will. Uh, never will. You know what? We'll look back at this when whoever dies first dies and go, remember all those years we did radio together? And, uh, I kind of miss that. Anyhow. Yeah, uh, no kidding. What you, what you working on, Mark? What you got going? You got something oh, you might be you putting know, out later today? Yeah, I got a little story I'm working on over here. I can't quite tell you exactly what it is, but uh, it'll be up on sportsnet.ca probably about three hours. So okay. stay tuned. Stay tuned, Bob. Well, there you go. There's nothing. Hey, uh, nail that brand. And give it to us. It's all good. All right, Mark. Uh, I don't know if you've heard any of the show yet. We yes, were I have. we were talking a, a bit about asset management, and and I think we both agree the time is now to improve the team, right? And sure. certainly the best players would tell you that. We're also in a window with the best players. I can 100% guarantee you that as the season goes on, the Oilers are going to address their bottom six. That is a given. We both know that's going to okay. happen. I don't think that is going to cost you first-round draft choices to do it. Uh, the question I asked the listeners today is, do the Edmonton Oilers, do you stand pat when, and, and watch Broberg develop here, or do you step up and address things immediately, specifically on the left side of the defense? So I'm going to hand the floor to you. You make the call, Mark. Well, the first thing, since we're giving 100% guarantees, Bob, I can 100% guarantee you that the Edmonton Oilers aren't going to trade for Eric Carlson. Okay. Uh, that is not going to happen in anyone's world. So uh, let's get that on the record. Not happening. Okay. Um, I would say to you that, that you know, <laughs> trading and getting value on trades is all about the pressure you're under. We all know that when you have to trade a player who's asked to get, to get let you know to be traded, you never get as much for him because all the other GMs know you're in a bad position. So, I would say to you that you know the orders. So I'm not saying they're going along swimmingly and they're a perfect team. They need some work here, but 
do they need to make a trade in the next three weeks? Uh, I don't think they do. I think the more you know about Broberg, it doesn't mean you won't trade him. He could have the best month of his life. All, all yeah. it means is you're going to get more for him. Yeah. Right? So, you know, right now you're trading a guy that we really don't know what he is uh, as an NHL player yet. Uh, so I want to know, do I want to keep this guy on my or- in my organization? I want to see him play more before I give up on this asset, the way he skates and his pedigree. I, I still like him a lot. And the other side of it is, if he's anywhere near as good as I think he can be, I want him to show me that before I trade him because I'm going to get a whole lot more coming back. So, no, I don't make a move around here you know, unless the sky falls in in the next three weeks. I don't need to make a trade here in Edmonton in the short term, no. So we have uh, the comparable I drew, and I brought this up actually with Ken Holland, was Kenny Janssen, the former, uh, he was drafted yeah. by the Leafs, but he's sort of emerged as a legit defenseman in the league for a number of years with the Islanders. Very good player. He was a, a very, very good, good puck-moving D-man. He was not an elite offensive player. He certainly, they even physically looked, you know, blonde, tall, left shot out of Sweden, 6'3", six, 6'3 three, six, three ish yep. could move it, weren't overly physical, physical but could skate. Um, and I will tell you that I was surprised at how 50-50 the call is from the texters on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Spectre, the immediate response was, damn straight, they're going to trade right now. They got to, because the minimum, we got Billy Armstrong coming up today at 105. The minimum, I would think that Arizona, the minimum would be Broberg and number one. The orders would have to move some money back. Poliarvi would be the most obvious case in that situation. And then probably a secondary prospect on top of that. That would be the minimum based. I Like I brought up that, 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 that trade to, uh, to Saravalli yesterday, he didn't think Arizona would do that for Jacob Chikrin. And I got to tell you, I, I don't – Arizona is not on the front line of my viewing at night. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not like I've seen Ch- – I mean, I've broadcast lots of games with Chikrin in it. You know, I he's he's a fair price point at four point six million. I don't think there's any question about that. I think that's got people intrigued. So I understand why you know there's there, there's some people out there expect they're like just hold off on Broberg. Let's wait a little bit longer. And others are saying, nope, you got to address it right now. I, I kind of I you know what it's uh, I get both ends of the argument. What about you? Well, I do. I mean, listen, no one's. I think it's because we've we've the holes that are in the orders lineup. We've seen them for some time now. We know what they, I think we knew what they were coming into the season, and they really have not been assuaged in any way. I think, you know, if we'd have had this conversation last August, I'd have told you right now their defense looks a little light. Right now, I don't see a, a big, strong, you know, tough defensive uh, penalty killing guy back there that really anchors you defensively. I don't see that player. I didn't see him in August, and I would have looked at their bottom six and said, I'm not sure I see the identity there that I want to see. I don't see a captain of that bottom six that's going to make sure that that group doesn't try to play like the top six because that's, it does, shouldn't work that way. So my point would be this, Bob. The reason people are saying let's trade right now is because they're probably a little tired of looking at the same deficiencies. And now that the team isn't performing quite as well as people thought they would, Everyone, there's some people are saying, fix it now, you know, fix it now. And I get that. That's what fans are supposed to say. But uh, I don't, I think patience is, you know, I don't see a team who's playing in a way that tells me that if they don't fix it now, they're not making the playoffs. Like they got a bunch of guys out. 
You know, they've been through the toughest part of the schedule. Ken Holland can be a little bit patient. If they start getting guys back, Bob, and they can't win, well, then it's different. Yeah. But at this point, I don't, you know, I'm not completely happy with the way this team's playing, but I'm not looking at them saying, oh, my God, they're going to miss the playoffs here. I'm not seeing that. Mark, um, I I brought up just the Paul Yarvey. Uh, Paul uh, has reached out to me via Twitter. Uh, Bob, uh, last year, first 28 games, Paul Yarvey, 10 goals, 23 points. Since then, last 79 games played, 7 goals and 22 points. He's got one goal this season. We got Cassian returning. We all understood why the move had to happen for Cassian. The Oilers lack physicality in their bottom six, and unfortunately, Paul Yarvey hasn't come close to doing what he did in the first 28 games last year. I think that's fair to say. This is this is a and, and so I, I sort of threw it out there. If you had a do-over, oh wait, you can't have a do-over because the owners would have gotten murdered if they just walked on Pulleyarvi and kept Cassian. We know that, but it is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, hey, it's it's player evaluation and what you hope. You know, they they hope that a yes, Pulleyarvi would would play a lot better and turn into a valuable player for this team. That was the hope all along. B, that he would just score enough and, and progress enough that you could at least look a trading partner in the eye and say, hey, we'll give you this guy. He needs a new start. And maybe under you, he's going to continue his progression. Right? I mean, that's a fair. I don't think that's an unfair assessment. But the problem is he hasn't even fulfilled that second mandate. You can't look at another GM with Puyarvi today and say, look, he's just on the precipice of breaking it here. If you take him, he might get good. I mean, he's a hard guy to trade, let's face it. Uh, as for Cassian, I think I heard you say, Bob, many years ago, I want young heavyweights. Yeah. Uh, Cassian ran his course. Cassian's game is based on, uh, his effectiveness is based on emotion, which I love. Good Zach Cassian Every Oilers fan loved good Zach Cassian, man, right? He's hitting, he's skating, he's fighting. But the older heavyweight, they they run short on those emotions. They don't, not just Zach, lots of guys. They don't fight as much, they don't hit as much, and they make more money. I want a young Zach Cassian. I don't need the old Zach Cassian on this team. I sure do need the young one right now, though. Well, he had an awesome, as we know, he had an awesome run uh, during the oh, course. Sure. You know, that was, uh, that was a special moment. Uh, so, uh, just circling back, I mean, Cassian was in the bottom six for the majority of his time in Edmonton. He had a couple windows where he played with McDavid and Settle and had like 15 even strength goals the one year, or 13 out of the 15 he scored. Um, you're with me that the Oilers are going to need to change the complexion of their bottom six as the season goes on, Mark? Oh, Bobby. I mean, there's there's no question about that. They're, you know, especially on this team. Like, this is the rare team that their top six, they might score enough this top six that the bottom six can, can really not have to be asked to produce that much. But what they need is a bottom six that could check and defend. This bottom six has to be able to, they need a line down here that you can play against McKinnon's line. So McDavid doesn't have to do it all the time, right? Yeah. That affords McDavid a chance to play against somebody else. They don't have that line right now. They got some of that line. They don't have enough of it. And I want to say to you, Bob, they need a guy down there. I think Jan Mark is a very valuable bottom six guy. But they need the bottom six needs a captain. 
you know, the bottom six needs a guy like maybe let's throw out a name like an. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to go get Andrew Cogliano, but he's a good guy. They need a guy that can talk to the other. So we're not the top six. We're the bottom six. Yeah. This is how we have to play. Quit watching McDavid and Drysaitel and tossing the puck around like we're a bunch of all stars. Let's get to the net. Let's have some volume shooting. Let's play physical. You know, let's have the big guys drop the mitts the odd day. That's what this bottom six needs. They need some leadership down there, and they need a little bit more uh, definition. Is that fair? Sure. Hey, Mark, uh, I have a stat for you. I don't know if you heard it in the opening of the show. Just, just in terms of valuation of picks, okay, and and I'm going to take it a further step, and actually I'm going to tease. This conversation also existed. Uh, coming up on Oilers Plus, there's going to be a sit-down interview with Bill Scott, um, and we talked a bit about this. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, Mark, here it is, since 2003 NHL draft, rounds two for seven. Rounds two through seven since the 2003 draft. They've drafted 68 forwards. Not one of them has had a 60-point season mm-hmm. in the NHL, okay? okay? 68 forwards over the last, whatever, 19. Now, maybe you don't count the last three or four years because those prospects haven't had a chance to fully develop yet. I'd give you that. Um, you know, we wondered how Dallas was going to stay in the fight, Spec. You know, well, what, you know, geez, Ben, a couple of years ago, you could see that Ben and, and Sagan weren't quite the same players. Right. Well, they got Rupi, uh, Rupi Hintz, who had a 37-goal, 72-point season in the second round of the 2015 draft. Um, and then they also obviously got Jason Robertson, <laughs> 39th, 39th overall in the second round of the uh, – now, that's the best-case scenario, but they got two first-line players in the second round, so they can be found. Uh, and I don't want to put too pin too much of this on Tyler Wright because he's only been here for three or four years. He's taken over. Um, and I like Ryan McLeod as a second-round pick in 2018. I don't know if Ryan's ever going to be a 60-point score. He might be a 40-point score. You know, I think he's a pretty good second-line player. But where I'm going with this is, Mark, in a, in a time in which we've got a cap that went 81-5, 82-5 this year, minimum 83-5 next year, may only go up to about 85, there's a new um, breed of players out there. And that, frankly, there's value in finding guys at 750 to $1.25 million that used to get paid two to two and a half. And those are the guys that are getting squeezed. And I think that weakens the value of second and third round picks myself. I, I really do. Because you could just go out and buy guys in free agency and you're not worried. Now, Dallas hit the home run with a couple. The Oilers haven't really. The Oilers have drafted a lot of serviceable third and fourth line players in rounds two through seven at forward. It's, it's the 03 draft. Several guys. Brodziak was a serviceable NHL forward. Jacques was a, you know, played as an NHL uh, uh, forward from the 2003 draft, you know. Um, but you, you look at that 2010 draft. They were hoping on Pitlick and Martindale uh, and Hamilton. And in the end, really only Pitlick played and he played as a fourth liner you see where i'm going with this when you see those sort of numbers and you're in the position that the edmonton oilers are in and you know that the cap is what the cap is and there's going to be a glut of players out there that are cheap does it make it easier to trade away second thirds and fourths what do you think no that's that's totally fair it it does make it easier and that's one thing ken hall has frankly done he's moved some seconds here uh, wisely hung on to his first, and they've done pretty well with first-round picks here. Uh, you know, I mean, Holloway's one, and there's others. And they, that's fine. Listen, the Oilers' problems are, are good problems. 
You can go out in the market and find bottom six guys. They're not that expensive. You know, you can, that's, they need, their top six, if they don't add another top six player this year, I'm not saying they couldn't afford to, every team can afford to, but if they don't add another top six player, they could still vastly improve their team by shoring up their bottom six, which is very doable, and finding the defenseman we're talking about here. You know, whether his name is Gavrikov or whether it's Edmondson or maybe it's another guy I can't think of right now. Uh, those guys you can get. You know, you're not sitting there, uh, I'm trying to think of a team that can't score. You know, you're not sitting there saying, geez, we need three top six players. <laughs> you don't just go and get three top six players. You can go out and get two bottom six players at the deadline. Now we've got this cap space, and I get it. There's some complications here. It's not as easy as I make it sound. But the order's problems are fixable, right? And they're fixable this season. And I think we saw the majority of this team play a pretty good brand of hockey Last season, you know, from February 11th or whatever it was on, uh, a couple of the right additions here. I, I see no reason why this team can't play the same at the same level, you know, heading down the stretch this year as it did heading down the stretch last year, Paul. All right. Uh, hey, uh, Spec, we'll go get uh, – I look forward – I hope I look forward to the story at 4 o'clock. <laughs> All right, Bobby, I'll get after it. <laughs> Check your text message, you know, people trying to get a hold of you. You can text All us right. on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Robert says, Bob, covering uh, Paul Yarvey and Cassian while not admonishing Ken Holland for a poorly constructed roster, classic Oilers coverage on your part. Boomer says, oh, Oilers Plus, that's the content that used to be free. Again, you can text us 780 Um Bob, lack of physical players. JP is third on the team in hits. He's a good defensive player. The team is top 10 in goals for and 24 to 28 in goals against. I would say JP is the least of the team's problems. You know what's interesting is the JP supporters out there that look at the minus 12 for him, they look at his minus 12 differently than they look at Bouchard's minus 12. A lot of the minus 12... um, uh, There's a lot of Bouchard detractors on the back end. They don't like his game. I like Bouchard's game. And Bouchard's a couple years younger than Paul Yarby. You know, and you know, Bouchard's from the eighteen draft, Paul Yarby's from the and and I was more patient with Jesse a couple years ago. I'm hoping that he gets it turned around. But uh, you know, when you're sitting double digits minus at this stage on a team that's only minus three or minus four overall in goal differential, that's not a great sign. I don't know. Can you call Paul Yarby a good defensive player if the coaches don't use him on the penalty killing and he's minus twelve this year? Now, in fairness to him, he was a high pos- He was over plus twenty last season, but this year has he been a good defensive player, or has he just had really bad luck in terms of plus minus, or is plus minus just a complete BS stat? Keep it coming. Uh, you can text us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We will get to NHL today when we return in Oilers now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. 1253 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers now. We're going to go to the Oilers now. Injury report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. 250 years worth of experience to get you the best results. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. And with an injury update on his status as of right now, he appeared last night at Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Here's Evander Kane. Everything's on track uh, from my perspective. Um, obviously, you know, I know there's a lot of uh, made out of me getting on the ice, and, and honestly, I probably wasn't expecting to be on the ice that, that fast either. But um, you know, my legs aren't broken, so I can definitely get out there um, and, and, and move around a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I still got a bit of a ways to go here, and uh, you know, the inside of, of my arm and, and wrist have to heal. Uh, before I can really get back um, doing what I need to do on the ice. But it was definitely nice uh, mentally to get back out there and feel the puck a little bit, uh, although delicately. But uh, it was definitely nice to get back out there and, and, and get back in the dressing room. Again, that's Evander Kane last night at Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Uh, Warren Fogle skated today. Maybe a chance he makes the road trip coming up. Uh, Ryan McLeod has yet to start skating. He's out with a lower body issue. Um, Lad and Little on LTIR for the Arizona Coyotes, who uh, will only have $44 million contracted next year uh, on the books right now. Uh, they're at $65 million bucks. Uh, of course, Clefbaum and Smith come off the Oilers' books uh, next season. Uh, they are on LTIR right now. Into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com, and here is Brendan Escott. Seven games in the league tonight. Calgary hosts Minnesota and uh, Vancouver is visiting San Jose. Canucks forward Brock Besser's agent has reportedly spoken to six teams now about a potential trade and uh, Mitch Marner's franchise record point scoring streak now at 20 games for the Leafs after that 4 nothing win in Dallas. Marie-Philippe Poulin has won the Northern Star Award that's formerly known as the Lou Marsh Award as Canada's Athlete of the Year for 2022. Bakersfield lost a sixth consecutive game falling uh, 2-1 in the field trip game yesterday afternoon to Colorado. Saturday, first appearance for the Coachella Valley Firebirds in Baco. And the Oil Kings doubled up 4-2 by Medicine Hat on home ice last night. Saturday, it's the Red Deer Rebels in town, and it is the Teddy Bear Toss game in support of 6:30 Chad Santa's Anonymous. Yeah, Bakersfield dropping to 1-9 now in their last 10 games. They really miss Vinny DeHarnay, who I do think has a chance to play with the Edmonton Oilers at some point next season. He's a six foot six right shot defenseman. The team was five and zero with him in the lineup uh, before he went out with a hand infection. Um, so big loss on that front. Uh, again, you can Texas. Um Bob, uh, Kamek, Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. The Oilers should sign Evan Bouchard long-term. Only way he will stay for a smaller de- deal if the Oilers don't think him. I think they will. If they don't sign him now, I think they'll regret it. Love Bouchard's game, and he's only going to get better. Um Bob, you can use plus-minus to evaluate an individual player. There we go. Um uh, 
Dan in Wetaskiwin says, Bob, it's stunning how Yessa Poliarvi went from winning the MVP at the World Juniors to playing on the line and playing on the line with Line A and Ajo to what he is now. Well, it's not like he, I mean, he's had a chance to play with McDavid and Drysaddle. Um, he's played better than he, like, he's had it, like, it's been brutal so far. Let's face it. He has had a very unproductive 26 game start to the season. We're all hoping it gets better at this stage for him. Nobody. I mean, look at look at the position the Oilers are in, right? They're coming into tonight's game with a 14-12 record. I don't think anybody thought that Jack Campbell would start the year 870, 872 save percentage in his first uh, 13 appearances this year. Uh, and I don't think anybody thought the combination of Paul Yarvey, Yamamoto, and Dylan Holloway would have one, uh, sorry, two combined goals all year. 26 games into the season. And there's obviously, there's been some growth issues on the back end. Bouchard's had some up and up, ups and downs so far this year. That's an absolute given. Uh, I mean, this was a guy that was 11th in the league last year in 5-on-5 five five scoring for Evan Bouchard. Uh, and he hasn't uh, been as effective offensively, and there's been some tough moments defensively. And I think for all the people out there that hated the, the Duncan Keith trade and didn't want to give up Caleb Jones and thought Chicago should have eaten more money and all those other things, the reality is Duncan Keith was a pretty effective player for Edmonton and got better as the season went on, and he helped bring Bouchard along. And I think it's fair to say that Evan Bouchard has missed Duncan Keith so far this season. Uh, because uh, when the Oilers finally, uh, you know, put Nurse and CeCe together, instead of alternating with Nurse and Bouchard and Nurse and Barry, it kind of settled the team down. Uh, they picked up Kulak. Kulak played well with Barry, and then Keith played with Bouchard, and they had three pretty decent pairings, and they got three rounds in old playoffs. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook. Uh, keep on bringing the text on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. Arizona General Manager Bill Armstrong when we return on Oilers Now.